Welcome to Did You Know, a casual podcast hosted by a DID system and their partner. Most episodes will be lighthearted fun, some may dive into deeper topics. Anything said during this period is strictly the opinions of Logan and Circus coming from their respective experiences. We hope you enjoy and stick around for a listen. Yo, yo, it's Logan. And Circus. It's been a... Hot minute. A hot minute. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps even a uh, boiling minute. If we're uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah we're definitely frogs in a pot and we've boiled at this point um, screaming little lobsters yeah so obviously as you can tell it's been a while since we've last talked talked with at with y'all whatever <laughs> you want to say since you've listened in our direction since I've talked in your particular direction <laughs> um, so I think we're just gonna take this as a kind of a big big old catch-up episode Mm -hmm. um and just kind of talk about life updates some fun events that we've been to because there's been a lot of a lot of firsts for uh you know both of us particularly uh me when it comes to one of the things we're going to talk about and then i think we have a pretty pretty fun uh top five so this will be a top five as opposed to a draft so uh, a we little bit overlap. more, a little yeah, a little more friendly on that aspect and overlapping. But um, I guess first up, I have a I have a good segue into our first one. Oh well, <laughs> take it away. So I we did a little test recording because we're only using one microphone. We couldn't get mine to work. It probably just we just need to buy a new cord. I think like a proper probably. actual Yeti brand cord. Um, but in our little test, it didn't really pick up. But you might hear a little chirping in the background um, that is crickets because we have a new little member of our family. Um, I think I think in our animal episode, we loosely talked about how we were thinking about getting white tree frogs. I feel like I remember us actually yeah, talking about that. Yeah, we were definitely that. talking about the dumpy boys. Um, and that was our plan. Um, but then the pet store in which I work at, um, there was another chameleon lad that I kind of just fell in love with while I was there and we we decided that we were at a comfortable place since Vivian had passed and that we just really we really liked this lad and at first we thought it was a girl and her name was Renly or Ren for short um from Magic the Gathering Ren and numbers yeah yeah. (laughs) um but as he got bigger and older and usually around the six month mark with most reptiles you know for sure what it is before then it's really hard to tell without like a blood test or like Mm -hmm. being very invasive um but we have a boy and we have named him domery now also as in from magic the gathering and i guess to go into the reason like we chose those particular names is because mm-hmm. um, our chameleon has a particular gene that gives them little like pinkish reddish spots on them, and these are particularly in the paws and a little bit on the tail. Mm-hmm. It's called a pied. A lot of reptiles pied. can be pied, um, but yeah. So he is a pied veiled chameleon. So with that, we were like, oh, like what are some maybe. Red and green aligned characters because we've been kind of our reptiles have been themed after Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. characters for for now and 
I think in general, our like, fish too. Actually, oh yeah, I think in in general, like, we really want to kind of go with like Magic the Gathering names. Like the pigs were were kind of special because mm-hmm. at least two of them came with names, right? Um, but and yeah, then we we had the whole theme of like brute and newt and scoot. Yeah, and espresso kind of threw it off, was, but he yeah. came with the name. It was it was cute. It fit him. Um. But yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of the reason for the the naming convention, if you if you were wondering. But yeah, he's he's been a lad. He's so good, and he's been getting a lot more friendly because he's he's a grumpy boy, which chameleons in general tend to be, and especially males. Especially chameleons. males, yeah. But he's gotten like, with over the last like, couple weeks, we he's voluntarily been handled. He's just like, I want to come out, and it's just like. Okay. I mean, he literally crawled on Casper's like head, head. literally on their head. So, like, you know, obviously wasn't like too upset or yeah. concerned about being consumed or crushed. Indeed. So, yeah. that's always nice to see. Yes. And I guess just a minor, minor boys update. They've been doing good. I don't know if we've talked about that the boys are back together. I don't know if we have. We did. We rebonded Brutus and Newton. Um. So, got a new cool cage upgrade. Yeah. So Brutus and Newton are together, the dynamic duo back at it again. Mm-hmm. So they, it's kind of like we joke that they're like it's like an apartment because Brutus and Newton are their cages built on top of Espresso and Scooter's cage. So there's plenty of room for mm-hmm. everyone and enough room for me to get in to do the deep cleans and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's like they're they're downstairs and upstairs neighbors, and it's fun. And it's so good to see them together again because they play, and you can just tell that they love each other. And I love that they love each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's been great. It's been great. We were, you know, not necessarily concerned, but like we definitely just were hoping that it was going to work out because again, they were bar buddies, so like they were they used still to be seeing. Yeah, they were originally friends, yeah. then they were bar buddies. And then, you know, at least, you know, with the bar buddy system, they were able to, like, see each other and still kind of interact with each other through the grates. Much stuff. So I think that, you know, definitely kind of salvaged the opportunity for them to remain buddies in the future. Because it, it definitely, you could tell, it was a little bit of a Beppo's fault coming into, you know, Brutus's territory and getting him riled up. Because every time we tested trying to, like... Because we never put them together, like, it was never, we never tried to do a trio, because mm-hmm. trios with guinea just pigs just don't work, work usually. Yeah. But Espresso was, again, was just going to be Brutus and Newton's bar buddy, but I guess even that smell, like, that be- them being that close, Brutus was not a fan. And then he got riled up, which got Newton riled up, so that they got riled up at each other, and we were just like, hey! So we separated them, but kept them together, and then we put, like, a piece of plastic between Brutus and Espresso. So they, like, could kind of, like, touch noses in, like, one specific spot, but that was, like, that didn't rile them up at Mm -hmm. all. But we tried lifting the plastic every now and then, yeah, and it would just... It would just send them into a frenzy. Yeah, and it was just, like, cool. Like, they cannot interact. I think they're just both, like, two dominant of personalities. Yeah, yeah, they're... Weird, because Brutus and Newton both are also kind of dominant, but they I think they complement each other well in the way that they're dominant. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. For sure. But, um, yeah, so I think that's that in regards to kind of an update on the, on the animals. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another update that we have is I flew in an airplane for the first time ever in my life. It was a big trip, too. Yeah, I mean... It wasn't it, a little plane. It wasn't just a little, you know, jump over to, like, I don't know, Kansas City or something, like, relatively close, but it was... All the way out to sunny California in San Diego. Literally about as far west as I could <laughs> go that isn't Hawaii. Yeah. Um, which, flying for the first time, definitely an interesting experience. Flying for the first time alone. Not going to lie, was a little nervous about everything. Um, because some one of my flights particularly had a like quick layover between the two flights, which... I ended up having to reschedule a flight back uh, to a town close to us because, well, kept getting a flight delayed and wasn't going to make the flight home, and that was not going to be good because I had to work the next morning. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so went out to San Diego for the regional championship that I had qualified for. Um, Tournament didn't go particularly well for me, but I didn't. Really expected to, honestly. It was a format that I didn't play to qualify for the tournament. So I qualified playing the modern format, but it was a standard regional championship, which since they've actually changed that to where the format that you qualify playing is also the format that the tournament will be. Because that just makes so much more sense to me. It really does. But, like, in a way also, like... Good players should be good at everything. You should, yeah, you should be able to, to have a wide variety of formats, but eh. It was fun, though. Got to meet a lot of interesting people. The actual DreamHack uh, event that hosted the regional championship was also freaking sweet. Because it was like a uh, computer video game kind of convention. and um, So, like... Day the day before the championship, I watched uh, a bunch of like Rocket League, like the big Rocket League tournament that was happening at the DreamHack. Never played Rocket League, probably won't play it. It's not really my thing, but watching it and just like the hype that all the people have around it, it's actually pretty fun. I can't play Rocket League because it makes me rage more than any other game I have ever played. Okay, yeah. Like I can't. I've, I, I've only played it a couple times, and again, it may have just been the fact that, like, frankly, I wasn't very good. Like, it, it, there's definitely a learning curve with the mechanics. The frustration of not being as good as you want to be, plus... I think it was just a mix of that, and then just, like, because of the mechanics, I was just like, this car is not going where I want it to go. Yeah. Because it's a rocket, so, like, you have to get used to it, and it's just like, I'm... No, I don't like it. But... Yeah, that was a very, very interesting experience. Being in California was was kind of neat. Um, you could definitely... Because I've never been like that close to an ocean for that long a time. And you could definitely just like tell the difference in, like, I don't know, the weather and stuff. I didn't even think about like, that aspect of it, actually. Yeah, because like, literally... If I walked out of the convention center where they were having our tournament, there was the ocean. That's so wild. Like, maybe, you know, 200 yards away. Like, there was a set of stairs. I went literally down to a beach. 
And then... Had you ever, like, been to an ocean before, actually? Uh, so, uh, back in, like... Oh, you had to sigh, you know, it's a long time ago. Back in the before times, <laughs> uh, I, I did go to D.C., um, and we did go near the beach, but we never actually went to the beach. I was also going to say, like, I didn't even think D.C. was on a beach. Uh, it's, like, an hour or so drive from, like, the ocean okay. or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I've never been to, like, a beach proper, like, seen the ocean up that close, right? Mm-hmm. Besides for when I was, like, in the Gulf of Mexico, I guess, when I went on a cruise. Just being on a big body but yeah, but of water. On boat, yeah, like, but I was on a boat. You weren't, like, in the water. Yeah, exactly. But it's very yep. cool. Lots of palm trees. I was debating on if I wanted to like try try to snag a palm leaf, but I was like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get that on a plane. Fold it up in your luggage. Yeah, but yeah, the tournament was fun. Met a lot of cool people. um, Played a lot of fun magic. Got some some cool gifts, and uh, yeah, that was fun. And hoping to qualify for another one here before too long. Very cool. Now you had a oh, fun yeah, experience. Fun yeah, shortly after it was actually yeah, it was only like the I think I got after. yeah, I think I got back and then we had a week together and then you left shortly yeah. after. But in oh God, when was it? Was that in May? Yeah, because my March? well, my RCQ was in April, so or my RC, sorry. So yeah, it must have been like the beginning of May. I think it was, but I went to Exotica, Chicago. Um, which is an adult entertainment convention. Um, they have four a year throughout the United of States. Um, and this was my first time ever going to anything like that. It was super fun. Um, I, like, I really enjoyed it. It was really nice getting to meet a lot of my mutuals and, like, people who I've created online friendships with in the biz, in the biz. In the biz, <laughs> in if the you biz, will. In the biz, if you will. Um, and getting to actually, like, meet them and I feel like truly like grow our friend because I am a full believer in long distance friendships and online friends like just as real as in person friendships but I feel like it always is a little nice when you're like this person I've been messaging for a really long time and now I get to actually like hug them like that's just cool yeah, um, it's like it's like when you make a, a buddy gaming online and then you finally meet them exactly or or, or you know yeah, whatever. Just, like, those online friends that you haven't even, like, chatted with mm-hmm. or whatever. And, yeah. It's always good. So, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was my first time going to any kind of convention alone. Um, it was my first time staying in a hotel alone. Uh, and, like, doing that whole thing by myself. So, that was definitely, like, nerve-wracking in and of itself. And I was always, like, the wa- I was connected by a sky bridge to the convention center, which... I think made everything just so much nicer, especially because, like, I was scantily clad. (laughs) Oh. And so, like, it was just, I don't know. It was very fun, and it was very cool, and I'm definitely going to go annually now to the Chicago Exotica, at least. Um, Oh, is that a reoccurring spot, for sure? So it's in the same four spots every year. It's, uh, there's a... I 
think San Diego one actually. It's there's somewhere in California one. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if it was like San Diego or Los Angeles. Yeah, and then there is the Chicago one. There's a Miami one, and then there's a New Jersey one. Um, okay, so they hit the four major regions. Yeah, so I want to definitely go to the Chicago one every year now. That's that's that is a thing for show. For show. For show, and then my other big trip that I want to definitely go to next year is uh, another adult entertainment convention called X-Biz that's in Florida. So that would be my like Ooh. big trip of the year, but it'd be the same kind of friends that'd be there plus maybe new other ones and um, one of my buddies said it was like they they've go, they go to many more of these things than I do because they're just a lot more established in the community so they get like nominated for stuff. Oh, so, um, yeah. So they go to like every freaking one. Um, but they said X-Biz was like the, the best one they went to in 2023. And I was like, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But it was super fun. And I, I got to just meet like a lot of people, make a lot of new connections as well as enforcing ones that had already been like planted. Um, it was just super cool. It really was. But yeah, anyway, so... <laughs> what would you say... Because, uh, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but for the peoples... For the peoples. What would you say the biggest, like, thing that surprised you about, like, Exotica and being at an adult... Uh, not just film festival, but, like, an adult con? Um, To be completely honest, and I feel like this is going to be, like... I feel like this could be taken away, and I definitely don't mean it to be any kind of way. Um, but I was surprised by the range of ages there. Like, obviously everyone mm-hmm. was an adult, but there was a lot of, like, I would say, like, elderly people More there. Matured. And yeah. it's it's just kind of cool to just be like, you still a kinky motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Like you may have to be a bit more gentle on the hip, but like she's still taking spanks. Like hey, Viagra is a miracle <laughs> drug for some men, man. I tell you what, that little blue pill will get you going. <laughs> but yeah, like that was the first thing I noticed when I was like in line. Um, is that and I, I've been in a lot of different communities and spaces throughout my life, um, different like fandoms, and then just like a lot of mental like me, like brain communities I'm in I guess like just being part of the DID community it's a very large community there's lots of subsectors um but I truly felt like it was such a welcoming like space like I feel like that is the most like diverse group of people I have seen at one event and I just yeah. It was just very cool. Like, I, when I was in line waiting for my badge, I was in line with an older trans woman. And we, we had this whole conversation about how she, like, we talked about how, like, being in kink. And, like, she had a friend who does, like, dominatrix stuff mm-hmm. who specifically, like, wanted that kind yeah. of, like, presentation. And uh, she was like, like, that's, like, this is, like, the community I feel most myself in. And I was like, like, that's so, like something I would never would have thought of and as someone who is very like sex and kink positive like 
I was just kind of like it just I have to like reinforces that even more that it's like this is a community that anyone can be part of well and, and, and that's the thing too and like we'll we'll kind of talk about this I think a little bit also with our other convention that we have to talk about but I have to imagine that this community and this convention is one of those where everybody's there everybody there is there for the same purpose and with the same like goals and ideals yeah so it's very easy for you to be able to be open and and comfortable with people Mm -hmm. um because again like it's an adult con like everybody there is I, i mean everybody generally speaking probably has some kind of kink right but like these people are more open and more receptive because it's what they're there for. Like, like literally what they're there for. <laughs> and, you know, and, and like be around like-minded people. So like that's, was, that's really interesting. And like you said, like if you would have asked me, I would have probably said uh, the oldest people that I imagine would be there, I'd say late 40s, early 50s. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you're still at that point like reasonably sex like in your sex like prime you're you know on the the downhill slide of it but like i wouldn't imagine i mean were, are you saying like was there like 70 Probably, year olds like maybe i'm judging based solely off appearance but like there was definitely a couple couples there who were like quite El- you would describe like, as i would elderly. say elderly like i genuinely would like one of the people running the booths selling bdsm gear mm-hmm. wasn't elder like gray hair like woman was a little hunched like like elderly couple yeah and i was like that's like just really cool to see that like again like they still going at it and good for them good for them hey as long as your heart is healthy for sex right yeah like go for it i don't know like it's just like like i said like i don't want to repeat myself too many times but like yeah just like as someone who's very like positive about those things and is very like I think it's something that needs to be, people. yeah, I feel like it's just something that, like, so many people still are just so stigmatized about, and it's like, bro, let people do what they want to do in their exactly. own bedroom. Yeah, say so you're not in that bedroom with them, unless you want to be. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. And that, and I know you, you were super thrilled, and I could tell it was, like, a great, great time for you when you came back, and just, like. It was, it was a good getaway for you mm-hmm. and able to, like, do your own thing. Because, like, and I think that's an, that's a, a testament to, like, even, like, the rela- relationship that we have is, like, we can do our own things and not have to yeah. involve each other all the time. Because, yeah, like, so I, feel like I probably would have enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, you would have fun seeing you know ass, I mean? but, like, yeah. I don't think you would have had a time like I had. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you were also, it was as much about pleasure as it, as it was you know business yeah because <laughs> you know connecting with people you know you made business cards mm-hmm. you made i'm sure other uh, was it just a business card that you made that you're passing out or yeah that okay. time i just did business cards but like now that i have stickers i might like i mean I'm, that'd be another thing to just kind of in, incorporate mm-hmm. but and who knows my account's been growing maybe i can Get a freaking booth. <laughs> hey yo, at some some point, yeah, that'd be awesome. But talking about awesome things, um, and conventions, and conventions. Recently, we went to Gen Con mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Very different kind of convention. <laughs> very different, very different. Although 
there is always the booth for the, the cosplay, cosplay deviants, deviants that are, you know, definitely very much 21 plus. Um, and, you know, those, those people are great. I, I You know, I'm not going to lie, the first couple years I went, I was like, I'm not going to be that guy going into the porno booth. Go into the porno. You go into the porno booth. Me and Luna cosplay in line to go into the porno booth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in case, for those who don't know, Gen Con is mainly a board gaming convention. Um, there are some video games, some like panels. Uh, Magic the Gathering has a pretty big foothold there too, but um, it's a four-day convention based out of Indianapolis where... A lot of the designers of board games and companies bring out either their newest game or, you know, a lot of their classics. Uh, you're teaching them, showing them off, and if you're lucky enough, they even have some to sell. Some even have some exclusive things that you can only get at the convention, such as I got some uh, Dragon Shield sleeves for, um, for Magic the Gathering, and they were you know, exclusive to the convention, which is, is always fun to get the little exclusive items. Um, but this year, I have to admit, was, it was still, it was still a good year, but it was so busy, which, go ahead, yeah. I was say, I was just, yeah, like, I agree, I have less of a frame of reference, though, is all I was gonna say, Mm because last year was my first year, which was a considerably smaller Gen Con Period, like which I think last year, if I remember, the it was first year fi- back. fifty. No, it was the second year. Oh, oh no, because I didn't I, get to go to the first yeah. one. Yeah, right. But it was like fifty thousand people, which it sounds like a lot. It's a big convention center. Though. It, it's a big convention center, and traditionally, before the world ended for a little bit, <laughs> uh, we were broaching the seventy thousand number, like consistently. And that was, like, pretty hectic, like, bumping into people uh, as you're walking through the halls, which, last year, I don't think I ran into a single person. Like, there wasn't people in the way, you know, blocking, like, the narrow halls or anything. Mm-hmm. This year, 90,000 people. It was 90,000. 90, yeah. Uh, which, they, that was kind of, I guess, their barometer for selling out, um, which... If you ask me and some of the, like, other more, like, tenured people uh, of going to this, at least that I talk to, way too many people. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There's a few things that they're going to have to do differently in order to make that number work. They're going to have to expand how large of an area they have for the exhibit hall. Did that, or unfortunately limit how many exhibitors to yeah. open up the aisles more? Because, yeah, we were... Or, I know we, we loosely talked about carts. this, but the carts thing, yeah, like, they're, you like, if can't you, do if it. you have a stroller, that's completely different, or, like, if, if, like, that kind of thing, completely different, but, like, we were stuck behind a gentleman, completely able-bodied, who just had a, like, a, like, a wagon, like a basically. Like or, yeah, yeah, wagon, yeah. Um, like, the foldable, collapsible, like, wagons. Which takes up, like, the amount of space that, like, one, like, one, maybe two people can fit in, and just blocks traffic. And, like, like, that kind of thing, like, they can't do that. Well, like, and especially if you're in an intersection with that, you're just blocking the whole the other whole flow. The whole thing, yeah. Like, and that sort of thing can't happen. 
Um, I think, yeah, like, strollers, you almost have to be stroller-friendly, but, like, maybe to a, a limit. Like, if you have that, like, mega power wheels stroller, you might have to be like, mm, that that's not going to work. Like a, like a three-wide, like, stroller, unfortunately, I just don't think... Don't know if that could that could work because that's just so much like used area, unfortunately. But enough of complaining about the amount of people. Um, I think the convention again was fun. There was a lot of, oh, of yes, yes. a lot of good stuff that released this year. Lorcana being the big thing, God. which again we could complain about that as well. <laughs> which uh, yeah, we could. But the uh, the thing about that though. Is there there is a little bit of drama, I guess, with that. So like the Which, yeah. the big line of people weren't even like the first people. Like they didn't yeah. even need to be there. Yeah, in line for that long. So because there was a group of people who I don't I don't know how they decided what door they waited by. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't even the door closest to the Lorcana no. booth. Like that that was part of the issue. But people were lined up at like three four a.m. Yeah. Like outside the convention center that doesn't open till 10 the uh the hall opens at 10 yeah yeah and so people all these people were waiting in line and then when the doors opened there was no line right <laughs> like they they at like gen con itself the lorcana booth itself whoever you want to like put that on like there was no set line until the booth opened yeah, essentially yeah yeah, yeah. So, all these people who were in line, like, on one side of the building, who were in line on the other side of the building, like, it was a free-for-all. But people had this idea... That because they waited in this line that they deserved to... Yeah. But that was just not how it worked. (laughs) It's amazing how much of a hive mind, like, starts to develop. Like, who's the first person that decided to stand over there and be like, oh, yeah, I'm in line for Lorcana here. And, and, and then it's like, oh, this is the line for Lorcana. We're establishing that. And then all these poor people yeah. just waiting. And, like, I don't think it's anyone, any of those people's fault, per se. But I just... I there could would have just been be very communication. Yeah, and I would just be very curious as to how, like, it started. Like, who, yeah. again, like, who was like, this is where we're waiting for Lorcana when no one... Hopefully no one at Lorcana told them that. Yeah, like, I wonder if... I wonder if they, like, just talked to someone that was, like, part of the security staff and was like, hey, where's the Lorcana? Like, like where where should we wait for Lorcana? And they probably just said, well, this is close to Lorcana booth. You could stand here, I guess. Yeah. And, like, hopefully that's not what happened. But um, also a fun thing that happened is a pallet of product got apparently stolen God, yeah. from... The uh, we don't know if it was Lorcana product. We don't know if it was magic. It was, product. It was in. Uh, it was just a like palette of, of like, boxes. boxes. So if it was magic, it would have had to have been like pack like boosters, right? Yeah, it would have. It would have been what we call cases of boosters, which a case is six boxes of booster packs. Um, they said it was over $300,000 of product, and looking like at the pictures, I don't know that I believe that number, unless... Say 300000 is what it, I just, I'm looking at. Because, like, the palette wasn't a very full palette, and just comparing it to, like, numbers that I know, because I have the privilege of working at a store, 
um, the owner was telling me, like, yeah, that might not be exactly the correct number, because that would be... Unless it, unless it was, like, rare old product. Uh, apparently it was later announced that it was Magic the Gathering cards. Interesting. Hmm. That makes me also maybe wonder if it was not maybe just sealed product, but, like, actual physical cards that were expensive. Does it say, did they ever catch the... Um, it seemed like they... were able to at least probably identify the people I'd imagine so the biggest yeah it seems like they like identified them the big thing that this article I just found is say is I'm not familiar with with what this means um but are you do you know what castle assault is is it like a game or a shop do you that doesn't ring a bell so apparently one of the guys is wearing a castle assault shirt mm. and so they're they're thinking it may have been connected but apparently that's classified as a level five felony in indiana oh it's if that number is actually correct that's definitely a felony like peeps are going to jail for 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 that if that's the case um but enough of the 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 fun the fun stuff to talk about even more of the fun stuff what was your favorite part of the, the convention circus? Um, I mean, I really like cosplaying. Like, I know that, I feel like that mm-hmm. seems like a cop-out answer, but, like, I do really enjoy cosplaying. We did cosplay two of the days. We were Raven, um, and then we cosplayed Luna from Hell of a Boss. Um, and then Saturday we did wear one of our fursuits. Um, which I don't think we actually had those before. Was that Saturday or was that Friday? I think that was Friday. Thursday was Raven. Friday was was Shroud is the suit that yeah. we brought. And then Saturday was Luna because we We went to the party. The, yeah. We went to the Cosplay Deviants party. Which also was very fun. That was a lot of fun. And I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the party wasn't any busier than last year and maybe that's just because they have it is a limited limit. event and it's the same um, limit as last year okay. 500 people um, um i don't think it couldn't have been like unless they got like busier after we had left yeah but i feel like it was like just a lot more fun this year like i don't know like it was probably like pretty much day but it just felt more like vibes yeah well i think definitely the the group of people that ended up starting that dance circle like i don't remember that happening last year yeah no not at all and that was that was just fun to kind of because it kind of brought everybody together because it was literally the, almost the whole dance floor was just like this big circle and people going in and just and like at one point it disbanded and then it came back yeah like people were just vibing yeah um that was fun that was definitely a good time um my favorite part's always just the exhibit hall, even though it's like crazy and it out was of this just world. Insane this year. Um, like, I would say last year, if all of the stuff that came out this year was there last year, we wouldn't have had any issues getting any of the like early access stuff. Like, because I mean, we got uh, Marvel Dice Throne so, yeah, we did get there the Dice Throne. last year, right? like this year i wanted to get the bonsai game which was like a game about growing a bonsai tree and literally 
like you walk in even five minutes into the like the convention hall being opened and there's a like like a line wrapping mm-hmm. around the booth yeah and there's just like no shot because like these companies a lot of times only have like That's maybe a hundred 150 copies per day mm-hmm. um, and they don't expect to go through those usually um, but man it was surprisingly surprisingly busy this year but still a lot of fun a lot of good stuff to look at yeah i do um, just frankly sincerely hope that they keep the cap at 50,000 oh uh, so i will say 70,000 isn't bad it's still like an ideal especially cuz now that they've ex- expanded more into the uh Colts stadium yeah which i didn't even realize was actually open um but yeah they had that they had moved the for anyone who's, who goes to Gen Con, yeah. <laughs> they moved the where they normally have the food slash what they like uh, the, block the block party. party. That was so um, good. And yeah, I do think that it's was perfect. just an excellent choice because you don't have to cross. It's a little bit more of a walk, but there was a way to get there inside so you can mm-hmm. stay in the AC. Um, and the way like around was very straightforward, clearly labeled, and you didn't have to cross the street. Was the big thing was there was a street, so there was always some cops who had to be traffic control because it was a busy road. Yeah. Um, and so they just completely eliminated that, and I feel like there was way more room. Um, I don't feel like there there was way more room. Yeah, yeah. And then you could take your food into the stadium, and that's where most people would eat. I don't think there was any like events over there. Unless there yeah, was. there there was. Oh, okay, my bad. It, it, yeah, it was, I had no clue. It was more of like a play test hall. Okay. Like there was companies that had like board game libraries over there, and you could go play them. Okay. Um, but n- nothing that like at least appealed to me, so I, I didn't think we needed to go actually over to the con- convention hall, uh, the stadium. For sure, for sure. So. But yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. And I definitely look forward to going, you know, like I do every year. Um, hopefully next year we can get a hotel that's attached to the, to the sky, uh, to the center through a skywalk but honestly i kind of liked our hotel that we had this oh, year wasn't bad like i i definitely like the skywalk just because there's that ease of being like i want to go take a break yeah or if i wanted like i would like maybe some days like in the future if we had that convenience of a skywalk even doing two cosplays a day yeah or like, a or like day. you could have took shroud home yeah quote unquote instead of having to like carry them around all day and i feel yeah just little things like that, I feel like, are just more convenient, but... Although, I will say, there was one thing about the hotel. Not even about the hotel, but about the outside of the hotel, particularly a car alarm that just kept oh going God. off at was... four in the morning. <gasps> was it Saturday morning, or was that Friday morning? I think that was Friday morning. It was Thursday night into Friday morning. It yeah. started at, like, 2 a.m., and then literally from, like, 2... Throughout the whole morning. Oh, yeah. Until we were awake, awake. Horrendous. Like, and, like, it was just a whole deal. Like, they tried calling the cops, but the cops, I guess, can't do anything with a car unless it's been left there like that for over 24 hours. Which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever fucking heard. Because um, I guess they have to prove that the car is, like, abandoned or something to be able to, like, tow it away. Okay, even if they don't, like, tow it, like, can they not, like... I don't know. Cut the fuck. <laughs> well, see, the problem is 
they were gonna just disconnect the battery. Right? Oh, it was an electric car. It was I an electric about car. That. I fucking forgot about. So that. it's not such an easy process as just you know unclipping the the power supply, right? Like right. you can't just remove the battery and and call it a day. So. Jeeps. So yeah, eventually though, uh, a group of us gathered at the uh, the the front desk, which again, poor, the front desk attendants didn't deserve like anyone to like bitch at them. To yeah, to be upset with them, which again, I was not upset with. You know, I didn't really say anything. I was just like, hey, like what what I just wanted to inquire about, like what was being done. Like, is there anything that you guys are doing, or are you guys even aware that this is happening? Mm-hmm. That was my thing. I just wanted to be like, hey, look, this is happening. I'm trying to get sleep. I have a busy day tomorrow, like yeah. most people. And, like, what like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, what's um, the cinch? Which, like, kudos to the hotel. Without even asking, they comped us one night of our stay. Also put us on the breakfast list, which gave us free breakfast for... The mornings, which, fortunately, the breakfast kind of sucked, but it was, you know, I mean, it was a, you know, continental breakfast, not really expecting a lot out of it, but hey, free food's free food. Free food's free food, for sure. Um, and, you know, I think what, you pretty much just had a bagel most days anyway, yeah. so it wasn't even that serious, cause we just, had snacks and stuff in the room, yeah, so. Yeah, I'm just not a big like breakfast person and like i love breakfast foods but i don't like eating breakfast yeah it takes you a while to want to eat anything in the morning yeah uh which is fine obviously but um but yeah that was our our gen con trip um it sounds a lot more negative (laughs) looking back and talking on it but it it was still okay so it was really fun still we got so let's talk about what games we got then let's do that oh Um, yeah okay so we on kind of a whim, well, should we talk about the whim games or like things we went? Do we? Was there anything we went intentionally to get? Um, I did go there with the intention of at least trying to get Three Ring Circus. Okay, which we didn't get at Gen Con, but you got that free, not free, uh, the the shipping download that got like the shipping like for, for free. Oh, it was free shipping? Yeah, it was free okay. free shipping and like they expedited shipping. Yeah, they shipped it out like Monday after the convention, yeah. and it was here like Wednesday. So we have it. We haven't played it yet, but we do, we did at least get the game. So I feel like that wasn't a fail. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, they. I was gonna mention that earlier when you're talking about bonsai, but like like they sold out within the first day, mm-hmm. like entirely sold out. Yeah, it was like gone, gone. Like not even just we're gone for the like we're done because a lot of I don't know if there's like rules about like why they do this. I, it's always confused me. But like they'll be like, this is how many we have today. Is that just like ration? You think? Yeah, they they just like ideally don't want to like say say they bring five hundred copies of a game, right? Because that's all they got from their early uh, allotment. Mm-hmm. They don't want to just sell it out all day or in like on Thursday and have people like playing this game and come to them and be like, "Oh, hey, do you have it for sale?" Uh, no, we're already sold out. Yeah. At least this way they can say, "Well, we sold out of our allotment today." Try coming back tomorrow. We'll have 150 copies available. Mm-hmm. Get in line. You could probably get one. You know, it it, it gives a, people a reason to come back to the booth. Yeah, I guess if you're, that's, that's if you're fair. thinking about it that way, right? And the more you come back to the booth, you might be like, 
Oh, I can't get Bonsai, but maybe I'll get this game from them at least to support them or something. Mm -hmm. But, so yeah, we got Three Ring Circus, even though it wasn't there, we got that, which I've watched a couple videos on how to play it. It looks fun as hell. Um, And maybe we'll bust that out tomorrow. That might be a mm-hmm. thing we could we could try. Night game, yeah. Yep. Party night game, game night. Game night. Game night. Um. Stay on a whim. What did what, what did we actually go to that booth for? That was, was the Ultra Pro booth. Ultra Pro booth. Uh, and I was looking at it mainly for like magic supplies, just like to see if like they had any like cool sleeves mm-hmm. or play mats or, you know, whatever for for magic. But then we saw this little game called Fr- Fairy Prank. And I didn't even, like, really read it. I liked the the aesthetic of it. Yeah. And, like, I liked the idea of, like, so hidden like items. Mm-hmm. Like, the box is, like, a wooden box. A really nice box, mm-hmm. actually. Which makes sense, because the whole game is the box. Yeah. Um, and just the, the TLDR and Fairy Prank. Basically, uh, you're all taking turns hiding items in a box. Eventually, somebody decides to be the fairy and can take you know items out of the box try to like trick the rest of the people yeah and then you're figuring out by shaking or you know rolling stuff around what's in the box what's in the box um and you score points based on your correct guesses the fairy score points based on uh incorrect guesses and then there's a win condition of either if you've marked off six different items or the same item three times um and it's just been a surprising hit for like our our friend group because mm-hmm. it's it's like a warm up game now. It's yeah. like let's do a couple rounds of fairy prank and then we'll play like a big game. Yeah, yeah, and it, that's like the perfect like I think that's what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the perfect thing to like let's get in the board gaming mood. Let's you know do this or like it could even be a, like a palate cleanser I guess between like two big games. Yeah. Like if we started like oh let's start with a game of Fury of Dracula. Yeah, play this. And then maybe we'll, like, dumb it down, quote-unquote, to Dixit mm-hmm. or something. You know, like, just a power cleanser between games has been nice. For sure. Um, we also it's a got, cool quick game, honestly. We also got Uno Quattro, which yes. was a, kind of another impulse buy. Because it, yeah, it's a new, completely new game. Um, yeah. And, and that one's kind of cool. It basically is Uno and Connect 4. Yeah, like if they had a baby. With, like, powers of Uno, kind of. So we haven't played it yet, but we, we watched a play test, and it seems very interesting. They had, like, a giant play test. It was very fun. Yeah. The the giant thing with the giant chunky tiles. Mm-hmm. It's like, I almost want that. Like, how much for that version? <laughs> $10,000. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much. Um, then we also got... Um, what else did we get? Oh, we got the jungle game. Oh, we? yes. We got Forbidden Jungle. Yes. Which I like that one a lot. Yeah, we did play that one. That one's fun. Which, which I've never played a, a Forbidden game. I know there's a whole line of them. Yeah, it started with Forbidden Island, went to Forbidden Desert, then Forbidden something else. And then this is the, I think this is the fourth implementation. Uh, and I think it's really fun. It's a cooperative game. You're trying to find these different crystals to activate a portal to be able to get off or get out of this jungle before the jungle collapses around you, or before you get eaten by these like creepy, creepy aliens. Alien things, yeah. Uh, and I feel like we got one more thing. 
while we were there. Oh, we got Boop. Oh, yeah, Boop. It's which, just like this two-player cute little cat game, which we also haven't played yet, because we've actually been having a lot of group game nights lately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the uh, the Boop is a little cat game. It's a what they call like an abstract strategy game. Um, you're trying to get three adult cats in a row, but you can only put adult cats on the board by getting like a group of sm- like kittens around in a row or whatever. But as you place cats onto the board, if you place it next to like your opponent's cat, they it jumps or you boop them into a different direction. Uh, so it's a lot of kind of like chaos and trying to like set up your turns. Uh, which is going to be fun once we bust it out. Maybe yeah. we play a game after this. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think that's all the games we got. Yeah. Um, I, believe, I believe so. I bought some, some packs of Magic, which... We're kind of hot. Which I opened pretty well for, for this set. Um, probably the, the cards probably aren't worth as much as they were then now, but eh, it was still still fun. Uh, and overall, the trip was pretty fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I got anything, like... I don't think I got anything, like, super special this year. Like, I did buy... We did get that. Well, you got it for me, but we, we were buying stuff back and mm-hmm. forth for each other. But the, the bunny hat... Um, right. Which is very cute. Um, I don't think I got any other... Like, you, we didn't get, like, any dice or anything no, this year. No, we didn't. Um, I got like some buttons. I got a pin. Oh, I got a new yeah. enamel pin because I have I love enamel pins. I have like mm-hmm. a whole collection. Um, but I got a non-binary mimic mm-hmm. to go with my non-binary gelatinous, gelatinous cube. cube. Um, so that was a good little f- yeah. I can't really think of like anything else I really got for myself. I mean, and obviously the food we had was awesome. Oh yeah, of course. We went to our normal Italian place that mm-hmm. we go to either every Gen Con or for our anniversary. Anniversary. Yeah, and, and, yeah, that was as good as I remember it being. And then hanging out at 8-Bit for a while was actually really fun. Their drinks are, like, expensive. Oh, but it's because of You got 16-bit. to hold the boys. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I almost forgot. Oh, my fucking... Bro, when we were at 16-Bit... Um, which is this, like, arcade bar. This dude came in with two skunks. And one of them was albino, One right? of them was albino, and I got to hold her. And she was, she clung to me and didn't want to let go, and it was amazing. You were just having a whole moment it with that. It was so fucking good. How did I fucking forget about that? Yeah, I, I almost The babies. Forgot. They were so baby. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Yeah. Oh, I guess See, Gen Con was fun. to mention, we we also got upgrades for our Wingspan Oh, game. yeah, we got a nice little, like... That was a big thing, though. Like, I guess we could say you got, because yeah. I think you purchased I those. I did, yeah. But we've been playing Wingspan a lot more. We're very... I feel like it's definitely becoming a house favorite. Yeah. Um, but we got, like, a fancy dice... Because like, it comes with, like, a, a dice tower that's, like, made of cardboard, which is perfectly serviceable, but if you play it a lot, it definitely gets worn down. And it has the thing, unfortunately, of, like, the punch-out cardboard stuff, where, like, if you don't punch it out exactly perfect, it, like, mm. bends and, yeah. like, starts, like, the insert, like, the little, like, notch pieces can get, like, frayed and, yeah. like, start to, like, unravel, and it just gets... 
unusable over mm-hmm. time, whereas this wooden one that we got... It's, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot nicer. It still fits in the box just fine. It's aesthetically clinkety-clanks um, yeah, with the it's dies. Just, it's nice. And then we got, like, the speckled eggs, because the whole point of Wingspan is you put eggs on burbs. Yeah. Um, so it comes with just, like, pastel, cute little eggs, but they're just solid-colored, so we bought a fancy pack of speckled ones, because fancy because we're we're bougie like we're bougie that. you know mm. yeah um which previously we had gotten the realistic fancy food like fancy food stuff uh which is pretty fun i always like i like that we're swagging that game out and um making it kind of our own special copy mm-hmm. um did you want to talk about your Halloween in July? Oh, what are, what's our, what's our like time 53 at? 53 minutes. Okay, so. I think we've got time to do that, and then I'll we'll do I'm, I'm okay if this goes like an hour and a half or oh. whatever. That's, it, it's a comeback episode. For sure. Um, but yeah, one last... Well, if we think of something else, think of something else. But um, earlier... Last month? Is that how months work? July, August? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. June, July, August. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so last month in July. Say so yeah, August is almost over, so like my mind's it's, already on September. It's wild. But yeah. Um, we went. To, oh, I know we've talked about before. It's been a minute though. There's this organization in our town that does monthly goth nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every now and then they do more special events that are usually like actually have like a cover fee, and then they have like fun performers versus just like a DJ and vibes. Um, which DJ and vibes, vibes. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun. It was a Halloween in July theme. So, um, it was like an actual like dressing up, going to a thing. And so me and my buddy Casper, um, both do clown makeup, and we kind of have different like styles of clown for sure. Um, they are a very spooky clown. Like that is the only kind of clown they really do. And I do spooky clown makeup sometimes, but I'd say I definitely more often You're more than whimsical. not is yeah. It's a very like cutesy clown. So it's very like. Uh, what is the word I'm thinking of? It's like a contrast. Contrast. I was thinking yeah. like compliment, but not compliment. Contrast. Um, You're like two sides of a coin almost. Yeah. So um, we didn't do our looks really themed this time, but I do want us to do. We're gonna like without a doubt do, do more a, clown a, looks. A, a tandem. But I think I think if I make mine look more like their Sona, but in the kind of pinky colors that I do, it'd look really cool. Um, oh, like a killer clown look, but like. Still pink. pastel Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cute. Um, but anyway, we went as clowns. It was really fun. Um, we got these little, like, plastic flies that we handed out to people, which was really fun. Um, it was just, it was a good time. Really, I was, I like, I don't know, I've never, I have I even had a good time and I didn't dress up at all. Yeah. I was the underdressed boyfriend as, as the meme do. goes. Um, but it was just very, like... I have done more events, not even just in, like, in the community, but in general, like, in 2023 than I feel like I ever have. And it's very odd, but, like, feels very nice to Mm -hmm. actually go out and, like... Put yourself out there a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's... I don't know. It's been fun. Yeah. And I definitely, like... This next week is the normal goth night, and mm-hmm. Casper and I are gonna go. So like, it's just it's just it's just good. Is that a is that a monthly thing? Is yeah, that once last a month? Thursday of every okay. month? Okay, gotcha. Um, 
But yeah, I'll, I'll say it was really fun. It was all the uh, the contest that they had too was fun. Just seeing all the different people dressed up and some people even. I really like the Seder. Yeah, the Seder. The Seder. They, did, they won one of the they prizes. they win? Yeah, because yeah. they did like two or three winners. Um, then, that was clearly, yeah, clearly a homemade Seder costume, which is very then, cool. Uh, Amber's Boo was mm-hmm. one of the winners too, which he did a Sweeney Todd, which I don't, I don't. Really I'm remember. not familiar with Sweeney Todd personally, but from my buddy who's really into it said that it was like a pretty spot on Sweeney Todd. Yeah, and, and he's he's even got you know the he had a razor and everything. Razor and he everything. Had a prop. Yeah, so like it was it was very very cool seeing that and you know catching up with them and stuff too because we hadn't seen Amber in a hot minute so. But uh, yeah. That was that was fun. Um, I don't think I can think of anything else that is like noteworthy to to update the peeps on. So I think. So yeah, my my only other plan this year is in December, so I can just talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we can bring up your your December trip, and then I, I obviously inevitably we'll probably talk about our anniversary trip that we inevitably take. Mm-hmm. Probably just gonna go back to Indy if if nothing else. Yeah. Even if we just make it a day trip again, which I kind of honestly dug. Yeah, because it's only like two three hour drive back. But um. But yeah, so I think we can go ahead and go into our fun topic. Not that the other topics weren't fun, but this is our um, top five designer board games, and what we mean by that is it's more in depth strategy. Uh, deck builders, things that are just more intense generally than your average Monopoly. I think if you want to have like an idea of a designer board game, Ticket to Ride is kind of in that category, even though those are more entry-level gateway games. You can still find those at Target, but they are definitely not just like shoots and ladders. See, so yeah, I think last... I'm going to say last episode because it's been a hot minute. Ideally, we'll go back to bi-weekly. Um, I would love to, yeah. I'd love to. I just... Our lives. Lives be lives. We be living. We be living. <laughs> um, but uh, the way we kind of... Last time we did, like, store, like uh, store-bought like games, which we kind of specifically did, like, Milton Bradley-type Mattel, games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these are more, like... I don't want to say legit because those are also legit They're games. Designer games, but yeah, yeah des- like designer games. Like you don't look at a Monopoly board and be like, "Oh, this game was designed by such and such." Yeah, like, Reiner Knizia. Like I know you don't know who that is. No but clue, like, but, but like <laughs> I Reiner Knizia is like a big board game designer, or Alan Moon who did Ticket to Ride, or okay. you know, like they like you don't, you don't know the names of those designers. Is it eleven? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, for, in case you couldn't hear that, our guinea pigs are weaking at they the top of their lungs. They all It's just like that's that's bedtime. It's like clockwork, I, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, guys. <laughs> but um, so I think we got to get. Oh, we've got a die. We're gonna roll it. Say it's it's a little less important the order since we're not doing a draft, but yep. it's still good to. So I've got a fourteen. All right, so I've got a B to fourteen, and this is a D twenty with my modifier. None. Oh. Still beat me anyway. Whoop, whoop. So do we want to go five, five to one? Five to one. Yep. Yeah. 
So, my number five, as I gaze upon the mm. bookshelf. The bookshelf. Um, honestly, looking over here, I'm going to say, I, w- I actually am going to put Ticket to Ride as, as my five. Um, as I kind of mentioned, it's a very good game to, like, introduce and bring people into the board gaming hobby. Mm-hmm. Um because it still has that, like, Monopoly feel with, like, the plastic trains where you have, like, the plastic houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just got a very nice, like, tactile feel. It's very easy gameplay. Games with pieces. Games with pieces are always nice. Um, and there's not too much conflict in the game. So, like, you, you're definitely still competing, but you're not really like messing with each other too much unless you happen to have very similar like train routes that you're trying to do mm-hmm. um i think it was one of the f- first games i introduced you to for um, sure and yeah it's just an eternal classic it'll always be on the wall i don't think i'll ever get rid of ticket to ride so like if anything we need more expansions yeah we literally talked about like let's get some more maps yeah. for this eventually so um that'll be my number five I think my number five, and I feel like this might surprise you because I think we've only actually played it a few times, but I really enjoy it. Um, is I'm gonna say DC Deck Builder. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes, I love that game. I thought you hated Deck Builders. I like Deck. I like Deck Builder. Like that freaking okay. that other like the Smash the Smash Up. Like yeah. I want to play that all the time, but you're always like I want to pull that out. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, all right, well. We'll play that more then. Like that's. Actually, I think I want to say Smash Up instead of DC Deck Builder. But, but generally speaking, sure. Yeah, like I don't know. Like it's, it's a vibe. It's fun, and I like. I, I like it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. No, there's nothing wrong with you having <laughs> that pick, but I was just shook. I knew you would. Be. I was shook it because <laughs> we've only played it a few times. Cool. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Anytime you want to play that, I'm always down. Um. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Smash Up is, is really fun. So is it officially Smash Up? But like Deck Builder, honor, or a DC Deck Builder, honorable mention, I guess? So far, yeah, I'd say, yeah. Cool. Yeah, Smash Up's great. I have a lot of the <laughs> expansions for it, which surprisingly I'm honestly like very behind <laughs> on, on um, But that is a, it's a great choice. Um, Thanks. So, my number four, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to put Abyss here. Mm-hmm. Abyss is just a classic game, man. Um, and it's it's kind of, I think, I'm kind of realizing that as I'm thinking about the games that I like, it's like a, it's kind of like a ramp up, kind of like, to like more intricate games, I guess, because like, Abyss definitely has more moving pieces than something like Ticket to Ride. Mm-hmm. You've got different zones, different choices that you're making, um, different strategies that you're trying to employ. Um, but, like, it's still just very accessible. Um, I think you liked it pretty well when we played it. Uh, I mean, it has the play the game, play the game, which is a, a mode where you're getting, like, your resources for buying and acquiring different lords throughout the game um but i don't know it's just a really good game a lot of fun i'd recommend checking it out if you haven't played it um but that'll be my number four indeed 
Um, I'm going to take advantage of us doing a top five um, for my number four, and I'm going to say Ticket to Ride is, is my number four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Have we played Europe yet? I don't think I don't we think, have. We did with Fish one time. Okay. We did, but we haven't with the group because we only showed the, them. The, tr- the train houses, which yeah. is like really kind of nice. Yes. Um, but yeah. So we, not to not to repeat too much on what you said, but yeah, I like I like the pieces. It was one of the first like not the game of life board games I yeah. ever played. Um, it, it's cool. It's a lot of fun for sure. I feel like unfortunately we're, we are probably going to have a lot of crossover in, in this, which is like fine. Yeah, just because I am still a noob, if you will, in yeah. the in the board game and. You know, naturally, I think I'm going to show you the games that I like a lot. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, as an example, I'm pretty sure this will also be on your list. Uh, my number three is Century, specific, specifically Century Golem Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's just another game about like acquiring resources to buy these really cute golems uh, and stuff. But as opposed to the ba- base game, which is wooden cubes. This has, like, the little, like, uh, thing of the Ascension gems that are just, like, colored differently. There's, like, pink, blue, uh, yellow, and green, I I think. I think so. I think it goes green, yellow, pink, blue. Or blue, pink. But this game has a cool, like, you're building, like, kind of building an engine of cards in your hand and playing them out one at a time, acquiring and upgrading your gems to buy the golems. Yeah. Um, and helps that we have a really cool playmat for it, uh, which helps kind of like visualize the game a little bit more, uh, which I know helps you a lot too. I do. Ha- kind of having I, everything laid out. I do. I like games that have, and not even a board in the sense of like something I'm playing on, but I really like when games are like, this is your board. Yeah. This is your little like, like keeper of things. Yeah. And then just everything having its own spot definitely helps with just being like, okay, this is where this stuff happens, this is where this stuff happens. Mm -hmm. You take from here, you play here. It really helps. Um, And that's been a a staple, I think, of ours. We haven't played it a lot recently, but, like, we played it a lot when I first introduced you to it. Um, But, yeah, my number three is Century Golem Edition. So my number three is Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I love the art of the game. Yeah. All of the different monster lord things you can collect. Cause they're like they're like mer people. Yeah, kind it's of. all it's all fish themed, which I'm I'm just a sucker for that. I always have been. It is just an aesthetic I. Appreciate. Oh, we didn't even talk about the pearls. They're so good. Yeah, like literally, there's little clinky clinks. I like games that have clinky clinks. Yeah little goblin energy yeah corvid brain um lizard brain go burr corvids are burbs it's a crow brain see shiny (laughs) take shiny take see shiny take shiny my shiny all right so number two my number two is going to be wingspan Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put that at two We've talked about Wingspan a lot. Well, not a lot, but like a little bit. It's already this episode. Already <laughs> this episode. Obviously, we like it a lot because we've upgraded it, gotten like premium components for it, 
the gameplay is just really awesome. Again, so we just showed it to the friend group. They all loved it. Yep. yep. So it's going to be played. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and just having all this fancy little upgrades just makes you kind of want to play it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just an eternal classic. Like I'll I'll never get rid of that game ever. For sure. Um, my number two is gonna be Dice Throne. Okay. Okay. Um, I have really grown to love that game over the past like year. I would say. Um, I. Do you have again, a preference for the Marvel or like the regular characters, or does uh, it matter? It doesn't really matter to me, okay. honestly. I do quite like the Scarlet Witch character, um, but I also really like the the Vampire Queen. Yeah. Um, and I did quite like the Moon Elf, but I know like one of our buddies thinks she's broken, which like I don't really, I I didn't really see that when I played her. But the the Shadow Thief, the Shadow Thief is the broken. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I don't remember that one enough, to be honest. Yeah. I'll, I'll play that one once. Um, but, again, like, that's the thing. I like that there's so many different characters. I like, drawing back to what I said previously, you get your own board. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a big... There's not a big thing. You have your own character. You have your own mat. You have your own dice and what they mean to you. I, I, I just... I like that. Yeah. And, yeah, having... And, like, the cool thing about the game is you have unique dice. Mm-hmm. It's not just 5d6s. Yeah. Even though it literally literally could be. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's literally just like I call it fantasy Yahtzee. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to just activate different powers on your board as Circus mentioned. But they have different like Yahtzee like rules like large straights, small straights. Mm-hmm. And there's um, certain each, each one has like different there's like symbols on for the numbers, mm-hmm. um, but there's definitely things that are essentially like a full house that would yeah. do. Yeah. So like there's things like that. So yeah, it's definitely very like that Yahtzee poker mm-hmm. adjacent game. Yeah. But cool. What's your number one, BB? My number one, you probably know what I'm gonna say oh, here. I didn't, and then now I remember. Uh, and it's a game we haven't played in a while, just because it it is a lot to bring out. And set up, but my number one is Scythe. Uh, Scythe is my favorite game that I've ever played, um, and I think you you enjoyed it quite a bit when we played it. Um, it's just a really cool game about like a 1920s dystopian world where like there's mechs, but like also um, just like you're trying to like you know, start up and protect your country, you're building resources, you're constructing monuments, and just trying to score points and, you know, just do that better than the other people. The cool thing about the game is there is conflict in it, like, there's technically battles, but they're not important, per se, like, it is a win condition, but, I don't know, it's just got a lot of things going on, it's another one of these games that has a really great board for, like, your player, because there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of, um, like a lot of little different like minis and, and, and wooden pieces. But because it has such a great board, it they organizes really things very fit. well. They really fit. Yeah, they they fit onto the board, and there's like there's no confusing what goes where, mm-hmm. which 
which is nice. Um, but it's just a big, big game. It's hard to bring out sometimes, and it's a lot of setup. But like once you're into it, it's a, it's not actually that even hard of a game to play. Mm-hmm. But it is my favorite and my number one. What's what's the final word, baby bird? I think I goofed a little with how I wanted to do this, but that's okay. I've committed. I have to imagine your one is. Well, see now I'm stuck. Um, I, my answer is gonna be wingspan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say I think throughout even again just like this past year, um, two max. This list has fluctuated quite a bit for yeah. me. I don't know if yours has been pretty stable for a while. It 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 definitely fluctuates depending on like what we're playing. But if if I'm choosing like my favorites of all time, these are these are pretty mm-hmm. pretty solid. Because I think, to be honest, looking at this now, I think Smash Up would be more my honorable mention, and I would want Century on my top five, like because. I do love the columns. Again, just it's really pretty art and all the different pieces. Um, but yeah, I've noticed that I I tend to like games now that like you're getting me into them more. That at the beginning of us gaming, I was more apprehensive to playing. Really? Because <laughs> it was like like I think. Similar to, like, when we introduced Wingspan to our friend group recently, it was very, like, this is a lot of pieces. I'm very, like, I'm, like, nervous. Like, I don't know if I want to even play this now that I see that there's all these pieces. And then after, like, two turnarounds, it's like, no, this makes so much sense and I'm having a blast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's... that That is the thing. And I think, honestly, is you look at our lists yeah there's a couple games that are like older designs like ticket to ride and abyss are like older games but uh century wingspan scythe i would still consider like newer games dice throne is like relatively newer i mean they've been out for a long time but the the newer uh expansions definitely show just like you can have a lot of pieces but have simplicity of gameplay that like makes it fun and mitigates that like overload, mm-hmm. um, which is like a really great thing about modern board game design. Because like I said, Scythe. I think if like an outsider came into us playing a game of Scythe, they'd be like, "Oh, this game's too complicated." Mm-hmm. And I'm actually I'm curious. <laughs> I'm gonna look up the Board Game Geek. Um, like complexity rating for that game. Oh, is that like a such a thing? Yeah. So board game geek. Okay, so all right, it, it is more complex than I gave it credit for, at least um, for what board game geek because they do a basically out of like a number out of five mm-hmm. system with if it was a five out of five hardest game ever made. Mm-hmm. It's a three point four. Is anything a five out of five? Um, honestly, I haven't looked to see, but let me see what root is. Now I'm just curious because I can see that being one of those scales where they're like, like this. This is just to show you that like 
what our scale is. Like, nothing would probably ever be a five, but it's like the five is there to show the max of the scale. I'm trying to see if I can figure... I feel like a lot of war games might start to approach um, higher levels, but um, but like literally like Fairy Prank as an example be like a one. is a one. Yeah, like there maybe it's not a complex <laughs> game. I think I literally looked at it the other day. It was like a one point oh two. Amazing. Because I guess the hard part is if you don't have good hearing, oh, you're fair. not going to be good at this game. Fair. Um, Ableist game. Right. Oh, canceled. Canceled. Throw it away. Get rid of it. But, yeah. Sorry. That's my little rant about how, like, games can be very deceiving mm-hmm. on, like, oh, this is so much, but really, it's like, I've what got is three... Huh? What is Wingspan? Oh, yeah. Like, actually, I'm just curious what it, what it deems it as. It deems I feel Wingspan like it can be too high. as a 2.4. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a little... It's probably solely because of all the pieces. Yep. Little, little pieces and, like, the mission cards. Like, having to keep track of something under the table. And there's a strategy to, like, the birds you're buying. It's not just, oh, I'm going to buy this bird. I'm going to play this bird here. Like, you kind of want to try to build, like I said, an engine mm-hmm. of... Burbs. Burbs. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, Which is easy because birds are robots. Yeah, of course. They're made by the government. Why do you think they go on power lines? They're charging. They're charging. Um, would you... I know you've I've mentioned a couple... Really uh, I know you've mentioned a couple already, but like, let's say... Let's pick two honorable mentions for you, for sure. Okay. Um, or two games that were just off the list. Um... Probably Villainous. Yeah, Villainous is good. Is another your own board, your own life uh, kind of game. Where you, what, what's the, 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 oh my god. Only one person can talk at a time. <laughs> um, it's one of those games where you can still kind of fuck with each other. Um, because it does you, have the, the fate cards. Yeah, but you're mostly, like, on your own mission. Which I just, like, I don't know. I like that. Where you can kind of mess with each other, but ultimately, like, you're doing your own thing. Yeah, and that that's another thing that I like, that I want to explore with more games, is asymmetrical games. Where, like, we're not all... We're all doing the same thing in regards to trying to complete our objective, but we all have different objectives, mm-hmm. which is what I like about it. Because, like, for example, Hades is trying to get three titans to Mount Olympus, which is a location on your board realm, and you're just moving cards along your realm trying to get them to there. But your opponent can play fate cards, which are cards that are, like, the heroes of the Disney story. Because mm-hmm. Villainous is a game about... The villains. The villains, and, like, actually completing their dastardly deeds. Um, But, yeah, you can kind of mess with your opponents by playing their fake cards, which is... It's a a fun game. I think if we did ten, it would be somewhere on my ten, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, probably what would you say, like... What's an honorable mention for you first? We'll go back back and forth forth. for our two honorable mentions, and then... Cool. Uh, Going back and forth, then... 
I would put... And this is a game I want to show you. Maybe we'll play tomorrow. Um, Seasons. Because mm-hmm. I don't think we've played Seasons mm-hmm. yet. But Let's... Catherine's dad made it sound like it's similar to Dixit. It's not Dixit. Okay. Like at all. Interesting. Um, Maybe I misunderstood what you were saying. But um, Seasons is a game about, like, it's a drafting game to start, and then you go through the different seasons, acquiring different, basically, mana to, like, play the cards that you drafted, and then you're scoring victory points and trying to kind of build an engine. It's very magic esque mm-hmm. with how that works. Um, but the, the best thing about it, it's got big, chunky, unique dice for each season. Mm. And so, like, each season is better at rolling different resources. So, like, the summer is going to have more fire uh-huh. resources. The fall is going to have okay. more grass resources. Um, Seems legit. And you play three years or three loops around the, the board. And whoever has the most points wins. So... Very, very fun little game. Very, like, feels like you're playing magic with, like, different cards. Nice. And dice. Yeah. And then dice let's do one more honorable mention yes. for you. Um, hmm. Consult the board. Consult <laughs> the board. say and you're gonna be mad that you didn't think about it um we did we've got this game i don't remember when we got it um but it's a little like drafting game well, i was gonna say this okay yeah so yeah draft a stories <laughs> um you you make this like little little dinosaur park um with these different pieces that you pull out of a bag, so that's where, like, the kind of drafting aspect comes in. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, it's just a cute little game. It's another quick, like... I feel like it's another good, like, palate cleanser. I feel like it was our go-to palate cleanser before we got Fairy Prank. Yeah. And now the gang has fallen in love with, with Fairy Prank. Um, yeah. It's just a cute little game. Do you want to pick a different one, or can yeah, it be both of ours? Okay. I'm going to pick a different one. Say, I, I, I resolved that being both of ours. Um... I'm going to say The Night Cage is my honorable that mention. That was a good one, yeah. Um, you need to play that again. Yeah. And The Night Cage is a really cool... Um, it's like sim- it's cooperative. See, I was going to say, because you, you have to all be able to get out, right? Yeah. Um, and it's an exploration game where you're basically trapped crawling around in this just like endless world of like tunnels it honestly has pretty similar mechanics i feel like to the escape the jungle games yeah except instead of like i feel like the biggest difference is just that once you unlock a piece in those games there it stays open but that's not the case in night cage because you basically act like you have like a candle guiding you yeah so you have the the whole game resolves around the fact that you're in this like dark dark world where like you can only see the tile you're on and the ones adjacent to you Mm -hmm. um so as you're like moving around you're taking tiles off the board putting tiles on the board all the meanwhile burning through your candle burning through your candle 
and trying to find escape. the the escape tile. Um, but you're also trying to like dodge these like creatures shadow and monsters. shadow monsters of the night that can like attack you and um, if you get attacked it puts out your candle so then you can only see the tile that you're on mm-hmm. so you're really going around this thing blind um, just hoping for a friend because yeah because you, you can relight each other's candles yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it's a really fun game got a very spooky vibe to it. We should it. play that next game night, because I don't think we've showed the gang that yet. I think we played it with we Smoke. We played it with Smoke and yeah, Treb, I yeah. think. But I don't think we've showed it to Casper. And I, I think, think Casper would enjoy like the vibe. Yeah, just the aesthetic. But, yeah. I think that will wrap it up for us here. Yes. So, yeah. A little nice little welcome back. Um, a little bit of a longer episode, <laughs> but I kind of expected it to be, since we've kind of had a condensed last mo- couple months yeah. into uh, one episode here. So um, with that, I think I want to thank everybody for stopping by. Um, again, we hope to make this more of a regular thing again. Yes. Uh, life just kind of got away from us I a see, little bit. I think bit the, the biggest thing is, I, I should have I forgot to mention this too, but I got promoted at my craft store job. So I'm full-time and a manager now. So... That just took a lot of our time. Yeah. And, like, and I moved to working from home. So, like, things are getting a little easier with that. But just lots of life changes for both of us, honestly. Mm-hmm. And but I think we're all kind of finally in our groove. I think so. And we look forward to talking with and at you again. And yes. Hopefully you'll listen in our direction once more. Again, thank you for listening to the Did You Know podcast. This was Logan. And Sirius. Thanks. Bye. Bye.